Drama City Productions presents. Immersion Rig Now Online. Welcome, Nerd. Now generating episode 77. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in 3, 2, 1. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. So, Christian. We are smack dab in the middle of summer blockbuster season. We've got and just one hell of a year movie-wise. And TV-wise, everything-wise, content-wise, if you will. <laughs> um, what are you most excited for at this point? Now, we have not seen Spider-Man. We haven't seen uh, Midsummer. You know, we're right you know, on the cusp of both of those being released. I think but for the rest of the year, like, what are you most like? Right now, I'm still like, I think I'm the most excited for um, Spider Man at the moment. Okay. This, I mean, it's just around the corner. Because it's kind of, is it mostly because? Well, I know you enjoyed the first movie, but do you mm. think it's more because it's like an epilogue to? Yeah, I'm Endgame? curious to where we're actually going. Endgame doesn't tell us shit about where we're going. No, not at really. all. No. <laughs> and they've they've come out and said Faki's come out mm-hmm. and said that Spider Man really is you know, you know the end of you know Phase Three. So yeah, no. And I, I think it. Star Wars still makes me a little nervous with just like makes me very nervous. <laughs> yes, yes. But we've got I mean we've got it still mm-hmm. coming out. I mean there's a lot of fucking shit. Joker. Yes. You know I mean there's a lot there's a of lot fucking of good, movies good this shit, year. man. I feel like it's the complete opposite of last year. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was thinking about like it was a it was a total struggle last year, and I mean maybe most of these movies are gonna suck, you know. <laughs> but I, last year, like coming up with like a top like five list was a struggle for me. Mm. So I mean I feel like this year I mean I don't no, know yeah. why the field has widened. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's insane. For me, it's probably Midsummer, and then maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. You know, but Joker's like a close mm. second. But I want to see it all. Like Spider-Man's <laughs> definitely up there. So, I man, just crazy, crazy time, you know? So, and just, I mean, the amount of news, too, that yeah. are coming out daily. I mean, I don't know what, I feel like nerds rule the world at this point. Thank like, God. we've successively, like, taken <laughs> over. Because, <laughs> like, even, like, Time Magazine is starting to report, like, nerd mm. shit. You know, and then like, oh, like, and then like, wrestling is everywhere too. Like all your favorite, like you know, like comicbook.com, You know, all those like CBR, they're reporting fucking wrestling shit. Yeah, you know, they're just jumping over on our bandwagon, man. What the fuck? And I can still remember like being a nerd was still a bad stigma even when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it, I mean, it's a good time. Nerds rule, goddammit. So <laughs> anyway, speaking of news, we actually didn't have much news. This week, you know, it feels like anytime there is a Marvel movie coming yes. out, 
the news like slows down to a crawl and it's just all focused on that movie. So it's been Spider-Man heavy this week. And I'm kind of avoiding things at this point. Yes, because they are giving away too much. Just thought like clips. Mm-hmm. Like I won't watch the clips. You know, it's like, oh, here's a clip. Here's a clip. It's like, no, I don't need to see clips. Like I'm okay with a trailer, but even like I stay away from the TV spots at this point. You know, like in this TV spot, they show like there's, I guess there's one where they show different costumes. I haven't watched it. I was like, no, I don't need that. That one's simple. It's okay. just him saying. Because no, I... <laughs> I've seen, I feel like I've seen enough of the movie, right? Yeah, they, they don't show anything that they, they haven't shown in this trailer. You know, and a lot of the headlines are always misleading. Mm-hmm. You know, so but it just it's it's too much at this point. It's like we're all gonna go see Spider Man. Just leave us alone. I had a I had a really like dumb fan theory. For Spider-Man? Yeah. Go ahead. Drop it. So he keeps... It's totally 100% not happening. Mm. So, And I'm completely aware of that. But they keep, like, bringing up Miles. Like, Tom Holland keeps bringing up Miles constantly. You think they're going to show Miles? I think they're going to show Miles. But then I also had, like, this crazy thought of, like, what if the black and red suit really was Miles this whole time and he came from another dimension to hunting after um, Mysterio? I don't think that is happening. I was like, no, that's not happening. (laughs) But it did go through my mind, too, Mm -hmm. that maybe we will, with all the talk of the multiverse and everything like that and other dimensions where we could actually get a glimpse of Miles, you know, somehow. And I think I talked about originally when we found out about this, Mysterio was part of the big crossover event between mm-hmm. Miles and the 616 Peter Parker. So you could possibly get a tease of that. You know, and I mean, Sony has come out and said, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, where they were talking, one of their producers was talking about um, Miles. They were talking about the actual. Um, uh, what is it called? Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Mm. And someone actually uh, was saying that they, you know, do you think we'll ever see Miles? You know, like a live action version of Miles, you know? Now that that movie is so popular, or mm-hmm. is he going to just stay, you know, animated? And they're like, no, no. You, you definitely, you know, there's definitely a possibility of you seeing a live action <laughs> Miles. Because in my mind, it was like, after the movie is so successful, mm-hmm. like, why the fuck wouldn't you like, give us a live-action Miles. And I'm sure Kevin Foggy, you know, was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Because, I mean, I'm sure Sony owns the rights to yes. that also. But I, I'm sure they're on the phone right away trying to broker a deal. So, um, but we'll yeah, give I mean, you more money. Yeah, sure. so I, I completely <laughs> agree with your theory. I feel like that is a strong possibility. So possible spoilers. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it happened in Spider-Man. Mm. So, it, I mean, and they do read the comics, you know, and that's why these movies are so fucking good because they actually kind of use the source material, you know. Um, but it's good to, you know, do that every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a reason why they're successful, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, no, it's definitely been Spider-Man heavy. Um, but we do have some news, and a lot of it's actually horror-related this week. So, And we are reviewing Child's Play, so yes. that kind of works for us. Uh, so first up, we kind of have like almost a non-news story. Um, more of just you know fans getting excited probably about nothing. <laughs> but I put it in there anyway because oh. it did get me excited. Uh, are you a fan of Twenty Days Later? Yeah. Okay. I'm, um, I think I feel like I'm almost more of a fan of Twenty Eight Weeks Later. I like Twenty Eight Weeks Later too. Mm. I was a big fan of that movie. Uh, so Danny Bull Boyle, who you know obviously directed the movie, um, was being interviewed, and someone asked him about that movie because there was a long, you know, standing rumor of that. You know, the third one would be Twenty Eight Months Later. I think he actually kind of talked about that. 
Well, apparently him and Alex Garland, who's actually started his own successful directing, you know, career, mm-hmm. have actually been in talks. Um, they've been, you know, they have an idea for the film. It sounds like it's more of just a case of like them clearing their schedule um, for them to actually put something together. So there is an idea out there, you know, it doesn't sound like it's a fully developed script or anything like that, but it, it does seem like it's something that could be happening in the near future. So yay, because um, I was a big fan of both of those mm-hmm. movies. And I mean, I love Alex Garland's work recently. So um, yeah, so hopefully that becomes a thing. It'd be interesting if like they waited for like 28 years for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that much time, my friend. <laughs> so, um, would you like to see them explore that? I mean, I'm fine with that. I feel like we're due for another good, at least, um, zombie film. Yeah, when was the last like really good zombie film we got? I can't think of. I mean, we do have that one coming out, but that's it already came more out. Of a, oh, the the comedy was already yeah, yeah it already came, came out. out. It was in like very select theaters. Oh. so that's why we didn't review it. <laughs> I wasn't driving 50 miles uh-huh. to go see the movie so I'm sure it'll be on like video on demand shortly it no I can't didn't get great reviews I think the last one I saw in theaters was that like um, love romance one what it was like um, it was like love and zombies or something like that oh uh, with uh, what's his name beast from uh, yes X-Men? wow that was a long time ago right <laughs> uh-huh. like the, I'm, God, I'm trying to think the last like solid one you know, obviously I like 28 Days Later and, you know, 20 Weeks, 28 Weeks, but those are kind of, you know, if you're going to be, you know, mm. you know, snooty about it, you know, some people will claim it's not a full, like, zombie movie just because it's a virus, but whatever, fuck them. Um, God, Dawn of the Dead, 2004, the remake? The last one you saw in theaters? No, oh, okay. good one. Okay. Like, like, <laughs> like, good zombie mm. film. Um, it, it, Walking Dead was really filling that quota mm. for like the first four or five seasons where you're kind of getting your fix um, and I don't know if people were just scared to like go that route because Walking Dead was so strong um, but yeah now it does feel like we're due mm. we're due for a good zombie movie so hopefully we get one soon um, but anyway alright so this well, is more yeah. news for me <laughs> <laughs> so the huge legal mess that is Friday the 13th right now. Um, I guess it, there was a court ruling. Um, they actually ended up having to, like, I, I think it's an appeals court now. So it's even a big mess. It could be years before they actually come to, like, any kind of conclusion. Um, it's now actually seeping over to the merchant of everything. And by merchandise, I mean toys, video games. Um, uh, NECA, which is a huge, like, you know, toy company mm-hmm. that makes tons of great horror figures. Um, they are having to, like, stop, you know, producing a lot of Friday the 13th products. And Jason's probably one of the biggest sellers for them. And, you know, it's probably the toy that gets produced the most, you know. The, Do they have the, rights um, over the mask? Which mask? Yes, they do. The main, like... I mean, they do. Uh, what do you mean? The, the hockey mask. The main... So you're talking about the producers? Do they have rights over the mask? Well, right whoever's... I don't know. That's a good question, because the screenwriter of the original film, mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have rights over the hockey mask, per se. But apparently, it is starting... I mean, according to this report... Um, Everything that's in production will get made right now over at NECA and Funko and other brands like that. 
but everything after that has to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes for the video game and everything like that. So um, there will be no Friday the Thirteenth like merchandise, um, I guess, in the near future. You know, out there, which is crazy because right now it is very like if you're a toy guy, you know, the market's flooded with it because he's he's literally probably the most like popular monster. You know, modern day monster. Now, does point. that bring more value to the toys that are coming out? Well, yes, as an eBayer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, not so much at this point because NECA has literally like flooded mm-hmm. the market. Like, there's every Jason out there right now. Maybe a few haven't hit the market. Like, we haven't seen like Jason Goes to Hell, um, you know, figure for that. But I'm sure that was probably in the making. But yeah, there's pretty much, they did like at least the first five sequels, you know, has their own like yeah. separate figure with like tons of accessories yeah. and nods to the movie and everything like that. So it's, it's pretty sad, you know, that we're not going to have that. I mean, there's tons of other stuff because I, at a certain point, it did feel like, okay, let's, let's focus on other, you know, you know, of our favorite monsters. Let's get something else out there. So hopefully that will kind of, you know, bring the focus back on other and neck has been great it's all gonna be freddy yeah everything (laughs) freddy's probably second obviously you know at this point if you look around my basement there's Uh a lot of freddy too but i mean there has been neck has been going deep cuts lately with a lot of shit too um we're getting dr decker from like nightbreed which is fantastic Mm -hmm. we're getting some sam shit from uh trick-or-treat so they did a they did one the pirates from fog from the fog, so they they've been getting like some deep cuts. Michael Myers is getting some re, a resurgence lately. Yes, well, um, so I'm still waiting on for that uh, Michael Myers versus film. So, Jesus Christ, Christian, <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to ruin everything. <laughs> um, all right, so next up we've got uh, some Ghostbuster news. Uh, Paul Rudd today announced that he is joining the cast. Of Ghostbusters 2020. I'm, I'm ex- I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah, I'm, I'm down no, for it. I feel like he will do like that tone of comedy mm-hmm. well too. Um, assuming that it's going to be in the tone of the original, I feel like that's a perfect fit for him. Uh, so this is this source. This is Variety actually um, says that he's going to be playing a teacher in the. So I don't know if he's going to be more of you know Sounds mentor like to character. the kids because we know that we're going to be having mm-hmm. you know some child leads. So, you know I don't know if he's going to get into like the ghost busting action. We'll see. I guess you know I mean this movie feels like it's right around the corner, which is crazy because we didn't <laughs> even know about him at the beginning yeah. of the year. Um, so, but I'm sure there's going to be more like casting announcements at this oh, point. I'm sure he's excited to be working with like a lot of the original cast as well. So. Yes, yes. And we don't know how much that or- that original cast actually has to do. Hopefully it's not like, because the last yeah. one had like just weird cameos and stuff where they weren't actually in character. Mm. So hopefully this one is actually like, you know, all of the original characters, right? So, because why, if you're going to have the act, just, you know, I want to mm. see fucking Peter Vick. You know, I don't need him, like, selling hot dogs or something like that on the street. Peter Mayburn doesn't want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to see me all right. <laughs> so, uh, all right, what else do we got, Christian? Uh, we got Aquaman's uh, The Trench. Not horror, but, I mean, still, well, actually, it is it horror. It sounds like it's going to be a straight horror, horror movie. Horror. According to James Wan, it's going to be <laughs> horror. So, uh, yeah, he did a little interview, right? Um, they're in the middle of crafting the script right now. It sounds like we're going to be getting this sooner than later because uh, this is supposed to come out before Aquaman 2 and Aquaman 2 actually has a date 
which I didn't even realize, December 16th, 2022. Oh, yeah. So we'll definitely be getting it within the next two years. Yes, so I'm guessing it's probably definitely on a smaller Mm -hmm. scale, which is fine with me. It's a horror movie. It could literally just take place on a boat, and I'm fine with that, so... Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be a pure horror movie, he said. It's definitely part of the Aquaman world, but it doesn't sound like it's going to actually have a lot of those characters. Like, you're not going to see an Aquaman appearance. What do you think this. really brought this about? You think just the success of the film? And he's like, I have this other idea, and... Well, I mean, you could tell that there's a little love put into mm-hmm. those, you know, those monsters. That was my favorite moment of the whole film, Yes, so. yes. It wasn't the octopus playing drums? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, you could definitely tell that he was into the trench, mm. so I don't know. I, I it, it feels like right up his alley, so it's a perfect fit, really. Um, and, like, I think it probably was my favorite part of the film, too. Um, it, it feels perfect for a fucking horror movie. It mm-hmm. really does. Like I said, if you just put it, like, on a boat and just have it, like, you know, isolated and you're being attacked by these crazy fucking sea monsters, it's pretty fucking badass, man. You know, and James Wan knows horror. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no. So that's good news. So sooner than later. But moving on with the DC Universe, yes. whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays, <laughs> we got some more news. Yes, uh, Ezra Miller is going to be in another Flash film, but they finally gave us a reason, which was that Fantastic Beast has been holding up. So it's not dead. And actually, no. out of all the like Justice League you know, characters, he was the one I was most interested in, so I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was with this article, like, I didn't realize how much fucking clout he has. Because this article goes on and says, you know, they, they're waiting for the Fantastic Beast movies to be finished. Um, and then that he was clashing with directors. They were saying that was one of the reasons for the delay um, over the script. And that he was actually working on his own darker version of the script with Grant Morrison. Which is fucking awesome. I love Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. So, but... I was just like, Ezra Miller has that much, like, <laughs> pool in Hollywood now? Like, it, like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck else he's been in besides Flash and, you know, the Wizard movies. Uh, he's gotten rewards, I guess, for We Need to Talk About Kevin and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, but nothing like, like... He's in We Need to Talk mm-hmm. About Kevin? Is he Kevin? He's a supporting actor. Okay. Because I was like, I enjoyed that movie. I, di- I didn't realize he was in the movie, though. <laughs> he must have been young, because that movie came out a while mm-hmm. ago. All right. Um. I now I want to rewatch that movie. <laughs> I you know Clash. Oh, Clash. Flash was like one of the shining points of of Justice League. Mm-hmm. So I'm all right with that. I just hope they get rid of that fucking suit. I cannot stand the suit he was wearing it. Um. I also hope that they work on like the Speed Force and the effects for that. I would yeah. like to see them do kind of more of what they did with like Quicksilver and the X Men. Mm. Um, something similar to that. I feel like they played around with it a little bit in Justice League. It just never felt like they like settled on one thing, and it's just kind of like all mm-hmm. over the place, um, you know. And like I felt like we never actually saw him run either. <laughs> we is, saw him run, which is just, bizarre. It was just weird. Like maybe like get someone who <laughs> like maybe you know have him like do track for like six months so he learns how to run because it was awkward at times right yes and maybe it was a stupid fucking suit i don't know but but there's people i that, enjoyed him though there's people that explain that the reason he runs <laughs> weird like that is to get more speed and that's some type of running okay, technique those people are idiots because <laughs> it looked ridiculous yes. i loved everything like when he wasn't running mm. which is ridiculous because it's the flash 
you know, I, I feel like he brought life to Barry Allen. Um, I'm more of a Wally West fan, as I've said multiple times on the podcast. So, but I did like dig what he was doing on screen. It's just the rest of the movie was horrible. So, <laughs> um, but well, yeah. I can definitely see you know uh, the Flash being his next big um, you know franchise that he's going to be a part of because uh, I feel like where he's at, his character is in Fantastic Beasts. It's got he's got to die in the next film or something. How many more of those films are left? There's five. So there's five films in total, and this would be the third one coming next. Oh, you're only two in. Yeah. So you mean you? I don't think Warner... Is Warner Brothers going to really wait around for him like that? Because you're talking about, like, three other fucking films. So hopefully he does So you think he's done? I think he's got to be done by the next one. Okay, so maybe, you know, spoilers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I, I, once again, I didn't know that he had that much clout where he'd be arguing with the directors mm. and writing his own script and shit. You know? Um, but whatever. I mean... As long as we get a Flash movie out of it. Maybe he's got like awesome. a deep contract with DC. <laughs> Maybe. Warner Brothers. I don't know, man. I, I, I thought the kid was great, but I, mm. I don't know if he really, you know, like I'm sure <laughs> they could find another Flash. Well, yeah. You know, let's not wait 10 years for this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Well, anyway, moving on. So this next story is kind of like in the no shit category. <laughs> um, Sony confirmed that Venom 2 is a thing. Yeah. The sequel is happening, unfortunately. Um, and understand. Tom Hardy is returning. Um, which I guess is a good thing, because he was the only thing that, you know, made that film remotely watchable. What would take it what would it take to get you to go see this at theaters? <sighs> Probably you telling me that they're going to really introduce him into like the MCU. Yeah. Um, if we're actually going to get him part of that universe now. And then I know that Kevin Foggy is in there, you know, in the kitchen helping out. Um, that would probably get me excited because right now I don't see how you could really write the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like it was such a, just a betrayal of that character, a betrayal of that character at this point um, that I, I really don't want to see another one of these films. So it was definitely, I think it was my, worst film of 2018 mm-hmm. so um and i have a feeling whenever this comes out it'll probably be my worst film of you know <laughs> <laughs> 2021 wherever the hell this is coming oh. out so but yeah you know and the Ke- kevin foggy in the same article did come out and say that we could you know he definitely feels like a spider-man venom crossover movie is you know going to happen and it's like but should it? Because money, right? <laughs> well, like I said, if, if, you know, all the chefs over at, you know, MCU get involved and come over to Sony's kitchen and write the fucking ship and get that recipe right, I'm good. Like, I, 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 I think they could save it, you know? I would just need kind this... of just not mention, like, the lobster tank scene and all that other bullshit. I would need the second film to pretty much erase the whole yeah. I'm a loser just take whole you know, like, Tom, like just take Tom Hardy in the Venom suit, you know, and you're good. Give me the symbiote and give me Tom Hardy, you know, redo the effects and everything, which they're going to do anyway. Yeah, oh, now that ter- it made a billion dollars, right? But what's terrifying is it's going to be Carnage. And they're going to fuck up Carnage. Well, like I said, in the perfect world, <laughs> you know, I don't think Kevin Foggy's going to, you know, touch it. No. But, you know, in the perfect world, you would definitely, you know, get, you know, Foggy involved and he would write the ship and Maybe just act like it didn't even happen 
and you can actually tell like Eddie Brock's story the right way and you know have you know Spider-Man the center of his origin story which it should be you know I mean you basically gutted that character you know for what it's worth and you just jumped right to Lethal Protector like that whole storyline with Venom which doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's a redemption storyline so um, but yeah, well, anyway. he was redeeming his poor choices as a journalist and an actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I really. Otherwise, yeah, I don't want to see this at all. But it is what it is. People loved it. People liked it. I mean, it made all the fucking money. It's just the fucking suit. It's just got to be the suit, right? No, man. People do enjoy it. Really? Pe- there's people out there that like shitty action films. That's just <laughs> how it is. It was so shitty, though. I just feel like, you know, like, the MCU's, like, really moved up the bar mm-hmm. so much that, like, these other, you know, I don't know, they just have to catch up. You know, these other studios. So, like, I, I felt like this was, this could have been made, like, it felt like it was very, like, late 90s. Like, what you'd see. Like, mm-hmm. what you got out of, like, the Spawn movie or something like that. Where you could tell, like, no one on, like, you know, production was actually taking it seriously. That's what this felt like. No, I, I totally... You know, I mean, to eat, each his own. If they enjoyed it, they enjoyed it. But, you know, they're idiots. Well, Damon, you know <laughs> something I would like to see? What is that? Uh, Daisy Ridley as Batgirl. Fuck yes. Right? This mm. story just came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I And this is being reported by a few different sites right now. <coughs> Reportedly, Warner Brothers' top choice for Batgirl is Daisy Ridley. Um, so it seems like... You know, that they are courting her big time. And this source, and this is um, WGTC, um, they're citing unnamed sources, which take it with a grain of salt. But they're saying that the deal is all but done um, with Warner Brothers being very close to a formal casting announcement. Um, That's fucking crazy, man. To play like two iconic, well, mm. now Ray is iconic, like to be in two big franchises like that. I mean, I guess we're seeing it more and more nowadays, but to go from, you know, Ray to Batgirl is pretty fucking badass. I think she'd kill it. Like, I Absolutely. Think she, yeah, right? Like, I feel it'd be great. Like, I, I still, I don't, because um, I know Josh Whedon's not doing it anymore. I know there's a new director of board, but I can't remember who it was. You know, and I feel like this hasn't been really talked about in a while, Batgirl, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, dropped out of, you know, the race. Because I think at the time, they were still, like, full steam ahead with the Batman that they were making for Ben Affleck and everything. Yeah. So they thought this was going to be, you know, Batman, Batgirl, we're going to connect them and everything going yeah. forward. Like, I, I can't imagine Robert Pattinson and Daisy Ridley on the same screen. Well, too, that's supposed to be a younger Batman. Yeah. So I feel like they, they probably won't exist together. Now that DC like, is all seems, separate, yes, they seem to kind of get all their ducks in the row and realize we're just going to focus on good movies. So maybe that's why they're like, okay, we can do this. We can mm-hmm. do Batgirl. It's, it's the perfect time for it, you know. Um, and I feel like that's the perfect actress. So hopefully, that's you know who they're going to be announcing shortly. We'll see though, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, take it with a grain of salt. Right, do you have any interest in the Batwoman series that is officially coming out? A trailer dropped not too long ago. I wasn't very impressed by the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, I and mean, what did you think? I, I just I didn't get it. Really, it felt so like CW to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't really got into any of those shows. And it's I like know edgy people, to be edgy. Really? You know? Okay. 
Well, I mean, it should be edgy, but like it was just, they were trying too hard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, it did, I don't know, it did nothing for me. It felt a little cheap, you know? I hate to say it, but it did. Um, and that's something that I feel like mm-hmm. should be easy. Like, you shouldn't have to throw tons of money at it to make it look good. So, um, you know, which is unfortunate because I'm excited to see that character. Um, I did not catch any of the shows that she, like, debuted on, though. No, yeah. So, and I didn't hear, like, glowing reviews at all, either, so. Um, I mean, they're full steam ahead. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be money, regardless. Mm-hmm. And obviously, those shows sell. I mean, Flash is still going. Green Arrow is just about to end now, I believe. I thought it was like, ending forever ago. Yeah. And then they... Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I think they're on, like, season seven or eight at this point which is fucking crazy to think so i mean those those shows print money man mm-hmm. people are into it so i mean i don't know I, I still feel like i need to sit down with the flash and they splash it because that feels like you know something i could get into and i love the character it was just too campy for me it was is it I that campy it. was it for me like uh going like i Arrow... like his suit more than i liked fucking uh ezra's suit in just sure. like did you ever watch arrow I think I might have caught an episode. Like, like I saw Deathstroke, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked the storyline with Deathstroke. And really? I just didn't, I didn't dig the betrayal by the actor. At like, all. at that point, that was at my camp level. And then when they introduced Flash, and it's just quirk jokes after quirk jokes, and it's just like, you know, they brought, like, that kind of you kid mean, so show. You like, too, like, quirky? Like, well, too. not just that, but they brought that, like, kind of kid show superhero vibe to it to me. Like, like Power Ranger? Yeah, kinda? that's how I was starting to feel with it, like a modern-day Power Ranger show. Oh, wow. And I was right. like, ah, oh, this is just too much. Really? <laughs> uh, that's not good to hear. So that's people, just my people opinion. Fucking swear people by love that it, show. so... People swear by that show. So. You know me, I just, like, fucked up dark things. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, you still haven't watched Titans, though. That's probably supposed to be that's true. Up. I do. I, I still flirt with that DC app, you know, mm-hmm. but I keep on hearing, like, it's not going to be a thing. <laughs> yes. Soon. So. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get it for the, like, two months that it's, you know, still a thing and, you know, watch all the movie mm. and shows and binge it and just be done with it, cancel it right away. So. All right. So to close out the news on another DC note, uh, Andy Serkis is rumored for a role in the upcoming The Batman Hmm. So uh, this will be kind of like a reunion for him and Matt Reeves. Um, they work together on Planet of the Apes oh, okay. together. So um, a lot of people are speculating it could possibly be the Penguin, since that's like one of the major villains out there. I do feel like that's a good fit for him. He could um, do it well. I could also see him doing the Riddler, strangely enough. He's a good actor, so he can pretty much do any villain <laughs> yeah yeah that is true that is true but i feel like he'd be a good fit for the you know kind of that like run down version of the riddler that we saw i don't know if you saw like um if you read snyder's um riddler story mm-hmm. that he did in his initial run on batman um where like the riddler basically wins and takes over gotham for like almost like i think like six months or something crazy like that um i could see him in that role that version of the riddler um, but the penguin's a good fit, also, yeah. or anyone else. I think I think anyone, as we saw with him as Claw in Black Panther. I mean, he doesn't need the fucking CGI. I mean, he's gonna fucking kill whatever role he's in, and he, he just loved chewing up scenery. So absolutely, <laughs> I'm all for him playing any kind of Batman villain. What about Man Bat? If he were to go CGI, 
man bat has like no personality <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't really want a man bat film. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, sure, I guess, you know, if he's playing a side, he'd be a good Mr. Freeze too. Mm. You know? He I actually think he of... could be any Batman villain. Really? Which I'm really, I'm trying to think of one. One that he couldn't do? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not Harvey Dent. You know, like, I just can't, I have a hard feeling, like, a hard time seeing, like, I don't him see him as, like, a politician. As, like, person, Harvey you know? Dent. Yeah. Like, him as Two-Face, I can mm-hmm. see. But if we're going to see, like, Harvey before Two-Face, I can't see him playing that role. But I could be wrong. He is really fucking talented. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved Claw and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like, I rewatched it recently. It's like, God damn, man. He needs to do more roles where he's not, like, all mo-capped up. You know, and maybe that's, you know, got people talking now. Like, oh, maybe mm. we could just, like, cast him <laughs> as himself. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah. yeah, those expressions behind the CGI are, yes, know, are yes. real. I and... think he deserves a fucking Oscar yeah. for some of those roles. I mean, do you think we're going to get to the point where, you know, some of those actors oh, get absolutely. Oscars, like, in the CGI? Because I feel like they've kind of shied away from that, but I feel like he should have been nominated multiple times at this point for different. I feel like we're going to see more and more as time goes on. Because, I mean, look what they're doing with age regression and yes. everything like that. Um, Alita, that yeah. was all fucking CGI the entire time. So It's, it's crazy just... what they can do now. Like, scary crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're going to be, like, bringing motherfuckers back from the dead, yeah. you know, soon. So, but yeah, no, I could <laughs> definitely, definitely see. And, like, if anything, he should definitely, like, at least get, like, an honorary Oscar eventually you know for being not like honorary. one of the well, well i want him to get an <laughs> yes. actual oscar but if not they should like download line you know because mm-hmm. he paved the road you know for this kind of like acting which is a whole different skill set you know um i feel like he definitely deserves some kind of recognition you know um but yeah anyway so that does it for the news man yes uh we both saw a movie this week child's play sorry jack chucky's back Something's wrong with Chucky. And now, our feature presentation. Alright, to sum up this movie quickly. A mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. And this is directed by Lars Kelberg. Um, I have not seen any of his other work. Hmm. Um, I don't know, man. What did you think? Of the remake of Child's Play, you know it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like I don't know. I I left it, you know, having a good time, but at the same time, I I could live without this film. <laughs> I didn't necessarily need it. You know, it was a fun slash movie, mm-hmm. and I give them credit for approaching you know the original story in a different way. Um, I thought it had solid kills, and that's what I look for yes. in a slasher film. Mm. Um, you know, not scary at all. You know, no, but, well, not um, whatsoever. I felt like they could have gone that route a little more if they wanted to. Mm. You know, they did a few like little things here and there in the very beginning of the movie where I felt like they could have explored with that more. But that's not this movie. And if you're a fan of this franchise, that's not what you're looking for. You know, really. Um, you know, the last time I think Chucky was scary, they actually did. What was it? Was it Cult of Chucky? Or Curse of Chucky? Curse of Chucky, and it was like two movies ago mm-hmm. for the whole Child's Play, you know, um, 
franchise was actually they kind of played with it. Like they're in this old mansion and everything. They tried to make it a little scarier. Mm-hmm. And it, I thought it was effective. I thought it was actually a really good movie. Um, it's just so weird that like the franchise is so like, it's like not even dead yet. Like it's still going on. Like there's going to be a TV series and everything like that. Um, and th- those it's movies. It's still been a while. Those movies just came out like a couple years ago. Fucking curse! Uh, Cult of Chucky was just like two, three years ago. It's not it was only old. three years ago. Yeah, it's not that old. <laughs> it's not. So I mean, it's weird that like, oh, we're remaking it. It's like I just like literally mm. purchased that Blu-ray, you know, <laughs> two years ago. So I, but I guess that's the day and age we live in right now. Um, you know, that being said, like I, I didn't feel like it was something that needed to be remade. Um, but I thought they did an okay job with it. I thought I liked the concepts behind it. I love, you know, I thought the AI thing was a cool way to yeah. address it. And I felt like it made him more of a threat, you know, like with the ending scene and everything. And this is a spoiler-filled review. It's child's play. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens. The doll yes. kills a lot of people. Um, I I wish they would have gone a little farther, though. With like, yeah, that, you know, I think that's my main... Gone further with it complaint is i felt like this could like this could have been a little bit more black mirror and gotten a little bit more deeper with like um the ai kills and everything yeah. and like i wanted to see like at the end when they're in the you know the shopping market you know whatever it was like a generic walmart um and they do the whole like you know release party for chucky 2.0 or whatever the hell mm. or buddy 2.0 um you know i thought they could have gone full on board with, you know, the AI aspect and really had, like, you know... And, and they kind of touched on it where they had, like, an army of Chucky's, but not enough. They could have just gotten... Because like, he was started controlling the drones and shit like that. I didn't need the drones. Like, give me, like, those fucking creepy-ass bear versions <laughs> of Chucky. Uh-huh. Like, I, I was like, I want to see more of those, you know? They could have gone full on board with that. And I think that would have, like... Yeah. You know, made it a legit like threats where like holy shit he's gonna fucking wipe out this whole goddamn store full of people um i was expecting a little bit more at that point once uh, we got there because we i mean throughout the film though i i do think that that breaks a rule that they started off with the film where they actually had a guy go in and turn off his settings uh, and stuff like that like how did chucky immediately activate all these other buddies i didn't get that i understand he's He's got the ability how to control Kaslin. Yeah. Yes. How did he hack them? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure they don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I was expecting there to be a Child's little bit, <laughs> a little bit more death at that point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just me, but yeah, they're more carnage. Mm. I mean, that could have just been fucking insane, you know. And I'm sure with the sequel, they'll probably go that route. I love the build up to everything though, where you know they're showing him violence and like. He's learning. I love that he got an education from fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I thought that was fantastic. (laughs) That was a great scene. Um, You know, did you ever feel like sorry for the doll? Maybe I'm fucked up, but there's points where I felt sorry for the doll. Because the doll just wants to protect his, like, his buddy. You know? I didn't feel sorry. You know, like, you know, I mean... Maybe not so much when he carves the boyfriend's <laughs> face off, you know. Oh, no, that was that was a good kill, right? <laughs> that was, a, you know, my problem too with the film too is there's so many points in the movie where like characters were just acting completely illogical, mm. like it was just like, okay, wait a second, would you really make this choice? Would you really like gift wrap the watermelon with you know your mom's you know boyfriend's face on it? You know, to hide it, like, you know, would you really bring it to your neighbor's house and, like, you know, say it's a gift? Like, I mean, come on. 
Like, there's, like, certain shit like that. Where it's yeah. Like, okay, this is a, maybe a well, stretching it a little too far. The cops would have found him so quickly. Well, and the fact that the detective was the woman's, like, son, you know, it was, it was like, okay. You know, but it's fine. You know, it's child's play. So, um, you know. But there's I, two murders that happen that are near the house. Yes. Or in it. <laughs> and they don't think, oh, it's this guy with the doll, like, or anything up there. Yes. They yes. see that he's attached to these two murders. And, and they, they think you know, like, I feel like the detective would, I mean, he must be a horrible detective. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, he, the kid just runs out, grabs the watermelon and runs out. Like, he's not going to follow him and shit. Right. You His, know? The humor behind him was well Yes, yes. I think, too, it was more about the humor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're sacrificing plot for, you know, the punchline, which is fine. Damon, yeah. I did not buy the mother-son relationship whatsoever. I thought they were trying to go for that mom who just wants to be, like, you know, the kid's best friend. Yeah, but she felt like the older sister rather than... And they even referenced yes. her as the older sister. Like, the entire time hot. I was just yeah. like... I don't know. I just, I didn't feel that mother-son bond whatsoever. And they didn't work too much on it. Like, she was too, like, clueless when it came to her boyfriend's behavior. Yeah. You know, like, how he was treating the kid. Um, and she... Like, didn't seem like she was, like, too worried about, like, how he was feeling about the situation and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Where I think with a, a single mom like that would be almost more guarded, you know, and more aware of, you know, okay, I'm bringing another person in my child's life, you know. I'm not just going to all of a sudden, like, you know, be laying on the couch with him whenever he walks in or whatever. And I don't know how much time had passed at that point, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um I thought Mark Hamill did a great job. Oh yeah, I loved his um, portrayal and his voice acting throughout the film. You know, um, you know, I thought he did a great job. I really did. I do think you know it was, it was an over the top, mm-hmm. you know, which he could have easily gone that route. Um, and Brad Dwarf has in the past, you know, but that fits that version of that movie, fine, you know, and that's what that version of the movie is. Um, I feel like if there is a sequel. Hamill will get there, you know. I, I feel like they'll they'll have him like watch The Shining or something like that. And I feel like the, the movie would actually be better if it got to that point where he actually starts taking on like more of a personality. Because mm. that's my, I think one of the things that I was missing, you know, from the original series was you know Chucky has a distinctive personality because he's a possessed doll, you know, possessed by a serial killer. So. He's, you know, a person, you know, where this is an AI trying to act yeah. like a person. So I feel like when they get because all like literally all they would have to do is have a scene where he watches a movie and he just kind of like, you know, soaks in, you know, a character's, you know, personality. It felt like they were trying to get do that, but it didn't like land, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they can get there easily. I feel, I feel I I I have faith enough in what they did mm. where I feel like, you know, the sequel, there's going to be a lot more improvement. And I, like I feel this. like this movie's going to get a sequel because it did well for, you know, its budget and everything like hmm. that. I mean, opened up against fucking Toy Story for crying out loud. It made a solid, like, $14 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was under, like, estimates, but I guess even fucking Toy Story was under estimates, like, right, you know, what the studio was, you know, you know, guessing what the movies mm-hmm. were going to make. Um, so, and I don't yes, know. Everyone's... You know, saving their money to go back to Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't like the look of the doll. I got over it. 
I didn't think it was too bad. I liked all the practical effects and uses of it. Yeah. It's whenever it went CGI that it bothered me. I think it moved fine and everything like that. I just, it's face. I just, I don't know. I missed, like, you know, Chucky's original look, I think. I felt like almost like the original, like, Chucky, like, had more expression. Hmm. You know, and maybe that goes back to the whole personality aspect, um, where I felt like, I don't know, he was almost too, like, sterile looking. Like, you know, he wasn't enjoying the kills as much. But once again, the original doll is a fucking serial killer. So, you know, I get it, I guess, you know. Um, I just, I guess I just miss Brad Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's still, I mean, if you're, it's a crazy world we live in. You can still enjoy that version of Chucky because it's going to be a TV show. That's like greenlit and everything. They're like in production right now. So you will still get your Brad Dwarf like Chucky. Um, To the point where like legally, I guess, there were things in the movie because they were remaking Child's Play. So they could not touch anything that has happened in any of the other sequels to the point where they couldn't do kills that were too similar to kills that happened in the sequels. Hmm. So I guess there was something where, like, Chucky, like, I, maybe, it must have been the detective care, or not the detective, the, um, the boyfriend. I guess he must have, like, originally, like, just cut off the guy's head um because that's what was in the script but they had to like the legal department had them change it like they're like no you can't do that because that happened in this you know you know sequel so you've got to change it so i thought they were pretty fucking creative though in what yeah. they did so maybe that made them better you know and a lot of times like you know being kind of in a corner like that you know creatively will you know make you come up with mm. shit so but it's crazy to think because i mean god at this point how many movies i mean how many different ways is chucky killed yeah that's gonna be hard yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh what did you think about the kids um i didn't have a problem with the kids i mean they they're assholes yeah (laughs) i I felt like they felt like real kids at times Hmm. you know i know some people were saying they were too like cookie cutter um but you know which i i get I think probably, I think you're right though. I think you hit the nail on the head where it's more the relationship with the mom and the son where like she just feels so like irresponsible Mm -hmm. with her kid. Like she's literally like, get out of the house, go make some friends. And it's like dark. So she just sends them down to the fucking corner. Like they don't look (laughs) like they're in a nice like neighborhood at all. And she's like sitting on a park bench playing. Like why would you think that's how he's going to make friends? I needed a little bit more or just like a couple of moments of her like really trying to console and be there for the child. Yes. Where you you have some of those hearts. So that she gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Where you care about her character. Mm -hmm. You know when she's in peril at the end. You know where they have that big moment. Um. Because, I mean, that's one thing the child's, the original Child's Play did well, where you, you know, believed, you know, the relationships. And, I mean, the kid was much younger in the original, so I wonder if that's part of it, too, where we didn't get that kind of, like, motherly feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I almost, like, I mean, we were talking about when the trailer was out, like, it felt weird, like, that this kid would want the doll, mm-hmm. you know, because he was, what was he, like, 15 or 14 years old, yeah, about, right? Mm-hmm. So it just seems a little weird that he'd be walking around with, you know, this buddy doll, you know? <laughs> I mean, it is a cool advanced toy, I guess. I guess. Because it's basically uh, like an Amazon whatever, like, on legs, right? 
There's a there's a Spider Man that's kind of like that right now. Really? That I was I was interested in. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, to each his own, Christian. <laughs> I take back what I said. <laughs> so just the whole like little song that he sings and everything. It's like, would, yes. would uh, you know a teenager really want to die like this? So I feel like there'd be more of a conversation. No, I said I want a fucking phone. You know. <laughs> like, he did say that. He did well in the beginning. Yes. He said that he wanted to fuck. I but then she brought that. the doll, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, okay." You know, she's such a sucky mom. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, she's a horrible mother. It's not that it's not that I didn't like her portrayal. It's just I didn't get the emotional like connection between. It felt mom. like the role was more played for laughs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, and with you know Aubrey Plaza, it makes sense if you cast her you're going to go for the laughs over like, you know, substance, I guess, and the relationship shit. Not that she can't do that, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't seen it at this point. So. <laughs> but I mean, once again, it's a child's play movie. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I thought like, I liked the kills and everything. Uh, the shit with the cat was pretty fucking awesome. Um, you know, and, and overall Chucky was pretty creepy at times. I think that was like the scariest moment when he starts playing the cats like death. Um, audio mm-hmm. out of himself and he's standing in the corner I was like damn that's sadistic right yes. <laughs> so which was weird because he's not supposed to have that you know personality but he mm-hmm. did feel like he was kind of you know getting sadistic and you know I don't enjoying the kills so maybe we'll get there with the sequel you know we shall see because this movie is definitely getting a sequel at this point mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you probably didn't cost much at all to make this movie no it looked like it had like a 10 million yeah, Tops. which is, I mean, and they did fantastic with the marketing. They're really, yes. really smart with the marketing. There was a poster like every other day, um, you know. I'm still expecting to see a Spider-Man one at this point. Yeah, yeah, because we, we got Annabelle one <laughs> this mm-hmm. week. So, um, yeah, no, that, that should be fun. So um, He shows up in Sweden, Benjamin <laughs> Summer. <laughs> He's like in his suitcase or something, you know. Um, but, all right, so if you had to rate this movie... On five stars. Out of five stars, like always, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a straight three. Okay. You know? I'm going to give it... I think I'm going to give it three and a half. Just because, I mean, I think I got everything I wanted out of this movie. You know? I'm not a huge Chucky fan. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, full disclosure. But I enjoyed myself. So... And I like that they tried something new with the character. Yeah. Which is ballsy since, like I said... You know, the last Chucky movie came out, like, a couple years ago, so... And they, it has a die-hard, like, fan base. Um, so, but yeah, I'm gonna go three and a half, because I feel like there's a lot of promise, you know, with the, the whole AI mm-hmm. thing. So, they could go a lot of places with it. So, but yeah, bring back those creepy-ass bears. <laughs> oh, no, before we get too far, my favorite moment was the leprechaun suit. Oh. When they teased like a leprechaun, yeah, I was like, like oh, a little like crossover, right? <laughs> that that would be fucking awesome. They yes. had like the whole Santa thing too, mm. and everything. So yeah, there's a lot more fun to be had with this, <laughs> with this movie. So I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of sequels. You know, yes. Christian, you like podcasts? I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new Podcoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards, 
um, Amazon, Starbucks, I believe they even have Target. Um, you can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity if you want. Wow. If really? you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasting. Me like, too. Daily. And I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Uh, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays. Hello! Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The podcast where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris, I'm the Believer. I'm Cody, I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. <laughs> and this is how it works. Every week, we pick a strange but fascinating paranormal topic, such as... La Llorona. Voodoo. Friends of Passion. Empaths. Holiday Traditions. And after presenting you with a lot of really fun information, I tell you why I believe, and then I debunk the crap out of it. And along the way, you might find some TMI information, some gay humor, and also some sexual innuendos. Yes. So tune in, have fun, and bye! In this podcast with Jericho, look, Ambrose can do what he wants. He's a big boy. He's got his big boy pants on. He can go out there and say whatever he wants. Uh, but the bottom line is, not everybody's equipped to handle the rigors of the WWE and the schedule and how it affects you mentally and emotionally. And uh, Ambrose gave everything he had to the company for the entire time he was here. He put his heart and soul into the travel, into the schedule, into the injuries, into, you know, uh, the work in the ring and, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he took his ball and he went home or he went elsewhere, at least, you know. And uh, I think it's a little... Uh, presumptuous of him to get on a podcast and talk down about the company that, you know, gave him uh, such opportunities. Damon hates wrestling! Alright, Damon, it's time for WWE Stomping Grounds. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Can you sound a little bit more excited? I will say up front, I feel like this pay-per-view, and a lot of times this happens, it over-delivered for the card that we got, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Um, which is a horrible thing to say because you think that all of these, you know, pay-per-views should fucking deliver. But, you know, if I, looking at this card on paper, I was like, oh, this is a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt like everyone out there, you know, they put out a, a solid fucking effort overall. No, I, I feel like it was a very, for me, it was very strong at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of slowed yes. down. Yes. And I'll, I'll explain once we get there. Yeah. So. No, I agree with that 100%. So, all right. So, first up, we both did not see the pre-show. I heard it was fantastic. Seth was bragging about it on Twitter. <laughs> That's in Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. So, we'll talk more about that later. Um, but, yeah, no, I heard it was a strong uh, pre-show. Um, and Drew, I, we fucking botched his name. Gulak. Gulak? Or Gulak? Gulak. Yeah. Gulak. Who moves the Gulak. Yes. Uh, is the new Cruiserweight champion. Woo! I got, I, I have to give the 205 Live guys, like, a shot and, like, actually watch Mm -hmm. a couple shows, but I won't. So, (laughs) I just wish they would use the belt more on NXT. 
Like, throw those guys... And I know sometimes they float over there mm. once in a while, but I wish they were more featured, you know, over there. And I know they're cramped, you know, with an hour time slot every week. But I feel like you kind of... I was surprised. I watched fans. the episode this week, and I was surprised how many matches there even was. I was like, oh, well, we're having this huge cage match. I imagine that's going to be half the show, and mm-hmm. they'll just do a one match beforehand or how something. How was the cage? Um, I did enjoy the match. Okay. I thought it was uh, well done for what they were do- um, dealing with. I mean... No blood, no like, yes. nothing crazy. But Eo uh, jumped off the, did a moonsault off the top. So that's impressive. Yes. <laughs> was it a standard cage? Um, I, f- it looked shorter to me. Okay, because I saw like little like pictures of it. And it looked a little shorter. I don't know. I, they said it was fifteen feet, but okay. they lie on yes all, all the, time. the fucking time. so. <laughs> as soon as they time. stood on top of the ropes, like their heads were like almost at the top. Yeah. So and spoilers, how was the heel turn? Um, it was good, you know. She just, um, Candace did nothing wrong, so it was kind of like out of the blue. So she's completely like unsympathetic. At yes. This point. Oh, she's leaving the ring saying, "I don't care." Really? Okay. <laughs> she's um, but her ranting and uh, like and angrily in Japanese and everything, like okay. she just looked unhinged and happy to be doing a villainous oh, role. So, right. <laughs> so it was well done overall. Yes. Okay. Well, that's something to get. I would definitely say check for. it out. All right. Well, anyway, stopping grounds. Yes. <laughs> uh, we started off with the Raw Women's Championship match with Becky Lynch going up against Lacey Evans. This wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like it was all due to Becky. I do feel like Lacey Evans is improving. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a match with Charlotte a couple weeks ago on Raw. That was just the complete shit. I don't know. Lacey who, had a match? Yes, Lacey okay. Evans and Charlotte. I don't know what the fuck happened. Something was just not clicking in the ring. They were literally like, it almost felt like they're trying to do like almost a shoot style match, which would be really weird. Um, it just, it, it, it was awful. And that's, I mean, Charlotte usually can, you mm-hmm. know, pull out a good match out of anyone. So I was really surprised. And that kind of made me like completely sour on this match. Um, and the fact that we've seen it like three times at this point. <laughs> but overall, I thought it was a, a good match. Mm. Yeah, I think there was only like one major botch and beyond that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can give them a botch here yeah. and there, you know. So overall, I thought it was a decent match. Becky won with a disarmor, so, um, you know, which I felt was pretty predictable. I'm still, I want people to, when they do submissions, to give it a second or something. Instead of tapping I hate right immediate away. taps. Yeah, but you know that happens in the UFC. A yes, lot. but it's not. I'm not watching this for realism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair point. I miss the whole like you know the ref you know picking up the guy's yeah. hand and dropping it three times. Uh-huh. Like I miss that shit. You know they don't do that anymore. That's totally fucking '80s Hogan. You know, and you get the third drop, and then the you know it pauses and the fucking finger point. You know that was high drama back in the day. Uh-huh. So. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, man, I my only disappointment is the booking afterwards. Is the fact you know, and we're gonna be talking about Raw and SmackDown as we talk about mm-hmm. you know the, the review for the show. Um, I just can't believe that this program is still happening. You know, she's beat Evans twice at this point. Yet we are gonna have another pay per view. You know, next month 
with Becky, you know, going against Lacey Evans. I mean, yes, it's a mixed tag match now, you know, with her and Seth together. And this is spoilers, but obviously if you're listening to a wrestling podcast, uh-huh. you, you know what the fuck happened. <laughs> uh, I just can't believe that they're they're going to shove this down our throats again. I'm not surprised at all. It's just... <sighs> as soon as I saw her come out as a ref, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're getting a mixed tag in this. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it a little bit. But it's just... I, I thought maybe a mixed tag on Raw. Not in like three or four weeks. Nah. With both the belts on the line. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Both the belts are on the line. So no matter if, if who gets the pin or whatever, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans will be rewarded both belts. That's, I mean, it's not going to happen, but that's awesome. That, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Jesus um, Christ. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so moving on. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, versus the new day. You know, I actually, you know, I was considering skipping this at first, but as soon as the match started <laughs> and we got into it, it's like, oh, this is fucking good. Yes. <laughs> this is a great match. They're all great workers. <laughs> it's going to be a fun match. They had time and everything. Oh. Um, I was super happy that Kevin Owens and Sammy actually won the fucking match. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, because they've been doing a lot of Johnny mm-hmm. lately. A lot. Especially Zane. Like, he's been eating pins left and right. It's ridiculous at this point. Um, but then what happens the next, you know, the, the following, you know, week on the shows? They lose. Kevin Kevin fucking uh, abandons Sammy in the middle oh. of a fucking uh, uh, tag match. Too. And now he's face? I, no, <laughs> I don't think. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It just feels like they're burying them. It really does. Which is insane because Kevin had, you know, the big comeback and everything. They're really focusing on him. You know, he got his fucking. You it know, seemed like he title could be shot. world champion right now. Yes, and now he's, you know, he's basically jobbing to the stars. That's pretty much, you know, what's happening. And Sammy's just a fall guy. And Sammy was hot too, man, with all the promos and shit. He hasn't touched the mic in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, here and there for little like transitions, but like he was getting fucking like five minute segments. You know, by himself in the ring. You know, and he was killing it. So I don't know. I, I don't know if this is punishment for, with you know him not wanting to go to the super show. Well, it wasn't Sammy's fault, but like I mean, Kevin didn't want to go because of the whole Sammy situation. So I don't know if that's the issue. But I mean, if they piss someone off, but they definitely feel like they're burying them right now. I really hope it doesn't end up being a whole fucking Sammy and Kevin feud again because I feel like we've already gotten that like three or four times. But who do they side like who do they make the face? I have no fucking idea, but I I don't think they care either. I think they just want to throw something out. But right now, man, like I said, they're glorified fucking jobbers at this point. They're Mm -hmm. just fucking eating pins left and right and they deserve so much better. You know, every time they pick up the mics and they they give them the time, they they kill it. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, But yeah, so it was a good matchup. You know, once again, and that's mm. what the fucking you know they're solid. I don't know why I mean, for a non-title match on a pay per view. Yes. You, know, you you would expect oh this is just a break. I know, really but... thought something was going to come out of it. You mm. know, but it doesn't look that way. So uh, next up, we had the United States Championship being defended by Samoa Joe against Ricochet. Totally like out of left field. I did not expect Ricochet coming out with the victory. I did not either. I thought maybe, you know, Joe would, like, cheat to win or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought maybe the program would continue. I was wrong on that point, too. Um, you know, I liked everything that they did here. I thought it was a great match. I wish they had a little bit more time. 
But, you know, I love that they made the title win matter, too. Where Ricochet, his reaction to it and everything like that was big. It's mm-hmm. his first, like, you know, title win on the main roster. Um, I, I liked how they shot it. Like, how they, you know, showed him backstage, you know, with, you know, everyone clapping and applauding for him and everything. I don't like know that. why Charlotte was there, but... Yes, I don't know why Charlotte was there either. I don't think she knew why she was there. <laughs> I think just because she wasn't it's like, on the card. like, are you Fave for some reason at this point? <laughs> um, you know, in the middle of the show. But yeah, it was a little weird, but whatever. But yeah, I, I thought that was a cool moment and everything like that. So, I, you know, in... You know, seeing what they did with him on Raw and everything, where he got cha- well on the actual pay per view, got challenged by uh, AJ Styles mm-hmm. with you know Gallus and Anderson by his side. Um, so I was like, okay, well, what, what the hell's going to come of this? You know, uh, in my mind, I was like, oh, Joe's going to interfere in this match. I'll set up some kind of tag thing or whatever. But that didn't happen because we had Joe fucking attacking Kofi um, later on. So to set up a fucking mm-hmm. you know title match for him. So, I mean, good on both fronts because I it definitely feel like they need Joe desperately to be in that title picture, um, especially over at SmackDown. You yes. know, get the fuck away from Dolph Ziggler, and thankfully they did. There was a chance that he was going to be in the match still. Like, yes. it was going to be a three-way. <laughs> um, I remember wow, But about Kofi actually mm. fucking won. So I was like, oh, God, don't do this. You know, because they're just loving rematches at this point. It's insane what they're doing. I mean, this is totally like fucking autopilot booking right now. Um, but yeah, so Joe in the main, you know, title picture. I just feel bad for awesome. Xavier. Because you know Joe's going to go out and just kill him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first thing he does, too, is take uh-huh. him out. So, but Biggie's back, so yes. we'll guard him. But yeah, no, I... I still don't see Joe getting a shot with that belt. I not, feel like not yet. I feel like this is like Joe, like Joe's time is like midsummer. Like they give him a title shot like every midsummer, mm-hmm. just to kind of hold everyone over for a little bit, give him a little like grain of hope. He will be a good foil for Kofi right now. He will be. You know, I'd be fine with Joe taking the belt off. I'll be honest though. If that happened, I'd be okay with it. It's better it was, than the rumors. <laughs> yes, yes, it is definitely better than Shane O'Mac walking away with that title. So, but yeah, no, and I feel like sky's the limit for Ricochet right now. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, it's not only going to help Ricochet, it's going to help the U.S. title. Um, you know, so do you think anything comes out of the AJ stuff? They had a great match on uh, Raw. You know, it was a little too short, but it was it was still a fucking solid match um, to close out the show. You had uh, Gallus and Anderson actually come out to the ring and start to interfere. AJ, like, called them off and sent them out back. He berated them earlier on in the show because he was hanging out with fucking... They were hanging out with No Way Jose doing the conga line. You know, it, it, which was weird because on the pay-per-view it felt like they were on the same page and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they weren't. So I didn't know what the fuck was going no, on. No, man. We're back on TV. We gotta yes, like, yes. We don't care about continuity anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah. So do you think anything's going to come out of that? Um, I mean, I don't think that they'll use Ricochet at their expense to push over this team. I definitely see them using them going forward, especially if they're gonna they're going to Japan, right? With uh, Triple H or is that? Is that I, I think that might be happening this week. Yes. Um. So I I don't know because at first I was like, oh, is this just for the whole like Japanese trip? But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I I hope something comes out of it. I have a feeling they'll get on the same page, and then like Gallus and Anderson will turn on them. Yeah, you know, there'll be something like that. You know, where you won't get 
you know, what you want, which is like a reunion. You think that would be like their SummerSlam feud then? Maybe who would who would team up with AJ then? Maybe you Ricochet. Do you put Finn? That'd be cool, but like Bullet Club. It's kind of obvious Civil who's War. going to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Especially since we know they're not long for WWE at this point. All the mm. rumors are pointing to them leaving the company in like September. So um, Rusev's contract's almost up. That's the that's the rumor that he's almost <laughs> done. So and that guy's gonna fucking leave as quick as possible. He's not been on TV in the last month, I feel mm. like. So we had a Nakamura sighting. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Didn't he confront uh, Finn? Finn was like talking about new challengers and then Nakamura just came out of nowhere and, you know, tapped on the title and made one of his weird faces and walked off. So I'm all for Finn Nakamura feud, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they invest time into it, which they won't. You know, but if we can get like one decent pay-per-view match out of it, I'm cool. As long as they're allowed to go full force. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They won't be able. You know that. But anyway, so what the hell are we talking about, Christian? Next we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. And man, was this a Daniel Bryan town. Yes, they're only a couple (laughs) miles away from his hometown. So... Um, Heavy Machinery was not prepared to be booed. Because I think they're from the area too. Uh But yeah, (laughs) they weren't going to get over. Daniel Bryan, like his hometown is like loyal to him. Like, you know, Chicago's loyal to CM Punk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they they were not going to get over with this crowd. Um, It was still an entertaining match though. You know, Um, it, it leaves me with hope for Heavy Machinery. I've never been a huge fan of them. I mean, they make me fucking laugh. You know, Otis, you know, alone. Like, I could just walk and I'll be laughing. So, um, you know, I just, I don't know. He's like a walking fucking, like, you know, um, fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I don't even understand, like, how he could wipe his ass. <laughs> These are the things I, I think I about during SmackDown. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, seriously, look, pull up a picture. He's got a bidet, right all right? Probably. I, uh, I don't know, man. With what that guy eats, he's going to need more than a bidet. So, I don't know. Pull up a picture of him. His arms. Like, he does not make any sense. He's going to have to have a stick or something. He's flexible. Who knows? He can do the worm. I don't think so, man. (laughs) So, but anyway, this was an entertaining match. Um, I really dug it. I... And like I said, it gets me excited for Heavy Machinery, even mm-hmm. though I It was know one of my highlights for the, the whole night, so... Yes, yes. But it also goes to show you, like, how fucking, like, awesome Daniel Bryan is. Mm-hmm. You know, and how they need to do a better job of, you know, highlighting him more. And I know, probably, this is one of those things where he's kind of, like, you know, off the radar because of everything with the whole, you know, Saudi shit. I feel like... I feel like Vince is punishing certain wrestlers for not going. He was definitely one of those guys who, like, was vocal and said he didn't want to go. Um, you know, and then he was on the pre-show, like, the next week. So, I mean, at least he was on the main card this time. Um, you know, and hopefully he gets out of the doghouse soon because they need him, mm-hmm. you know, really being a focal point of the show. So, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I hope that they give Heavy Machinery time in the future and not just see them as fucking, you know, glorified, you know, re, you know like a rehashing of the Bushwhackers. Mm. Um, let them actually wrestle because they can fucking go, you know? 
So, I don't know. But anyway, what, what do we have next? Uh, next we have the SmackDown Women's Championship between Bayley and Alexa Bliss. Now, Damon, I am a huge Alexa Bliss fan, and I love Bayley. Mm-hmm. But this match sucked the life out of me. <laughs> I, I just, it, it drained whatever energy I had left for watching the rest of this pay-per-view. It, it was so slow, and it's, I don't know. And it, was, it felt like they didn't have any chemistry in the ring, no. which is weird because they've been in the ring mm-hmm. so many times together. But something just wasn't working. Um, I don't know if they just got off on the wrong foot or something, but yeah. And the crowd just was not into it at all. So that definitely hurt it. Um, you know, and there wasn't much of a crowd there. So um, I think it was only like 3,000 paid, mm. which is insane to think. Um, but yeah, no, it, yeah, it was disappointing because I was actually looking forward to this match, you know, but it really, it, I'm with you. It didn't do much at all, you know, and I, the finish sucked, you know, with Nikki Cross coming in and kind of like distracting uh, uh, Alexa Bliss, you know, while she was on the top room mm-hmm. and then just like awkwardly getting out of the ring. Like it just felt like it could have moved a lot smoother. So I, I don't know. I, I was disappointed also. Um, but unfortunately, you know, their, their story's not over. Nikki Cross beats Bailey. Yes. Nikki Cross beats Bailey to get a title shot for Alexa Bliss at Extreme Rules. God, I hope this like turns into Nikki getting the title at some point. I think so. I think that's where they're going. Okay. I feel like Bailey's going to keep this belt until Sasha comes back. And I still believe Sasha will be back sooner than later. Um, and then you're going to eventually have Nikki. I feel like is going to smarten up and actually, you know, turn on Alexa. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also hoping that she's not actually dumb. She's just playing at the same time. Like I'm hoping. I don't know what her motives would be though. To just play it out. Cause well, she like knows that she Alexa will use people and they, and Alexa usually gets the higher spots. Maybe she's using her to get these like, you know, matches. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, she did start off by saying that like people forgot that she was even on Raw. So maybe, like, it's really Nikki using Alexa. Yeah, I think that would be a great twist to this. I story. just want to see her go completely crazy again, though, too. You know, I I got it at first, you know, but it's so jarring to have her, you know, act completely normal backstage, mm-hmm. but then get in the ring and be, you know, that kind of monster heel that she is. So I, I feel like they need to find a better balance with that. But yeah, no, I... This like it just once again, Extreme Rules is just another fucking rerun of the last two pay per views. Yes, <laughs> it's like they're just you know treading water until SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which is absolutely the wrong way to book the summer. Uh, next up, we have Roman Reigns going up against Drew McIntyre, and we've definitely seen this before. Yes, yes, many many fucking <laughs> times. So, but whatever, you know. Hey, we don't Roman know what Reigns we want. time to shine, I guess. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, which I, I hated. Like the match itself was actually probably better than the WrestleMania match. It wasn't a bad match, but like I hate that like Reigns still here goes over on Drew. He does the job for fucking Shane, but he still has to go over on Drew. Because if anywhere, if there was a place for Drew to actually pick up a win on Reigns, it'd be here. Mm-hmm. But no, they couldn't pull the trigger on it. You know, so it just. Did no favors for McIntyre whatsoever. So I'm just over this whole fucking, you know, Shane McMahon, 
you know angle that they're doing right now. But Damon, wait, it gets better because <laughs> now Undertaker's involved. Yes. So then, out of nowhere, this week, Shane's about to hit the coast to coast, and then all of a sudden we hear the fucking gong. The lights go out, and an old ass Undertaker standing there. Why? We have no idea. But Shane just like glides into a choke slam, basically. Um, and we get an announcement literally like 10 minutes later that it's going to be Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Shane and Drew McIntyre. Why? I don't know. Yeah, better why. No storyline, nothing. Why wasn't it um, Bray? So, oh, attacking. Do you want him introduced that way, though? I think it'd be... In- like, if he came out immediately as the Fiend in that spot... And then the rest of the storyline is him being jolly and everything. And Roman Reigns is trying to get him to be serious and play along with him mm. and everything. And it turns into Bray turning on Roman again at a certain point. And we get the Fiend versus Roman. I think that's a better storyline. Now, everything you said there is great. But I feel like <laughs> it's not, like, they're not capable no. of like giving us that intricate like storyline. You know, and it would give us at least a small break from his like war with Shane. I just don't want him to get eaten alive by this whole angle. That's my fear. That yeah. If you involved him, Shane would still end up getting a win over Bray somehow. You know? Um, so that, that would be my fear. That it would end up burying, you know, the hottest thing in the fucking company right now, which is Bray Wyatt. Well, he wasn't even on TV this week. His puppets were. I dug that. I thought that was cool. It's cool. You know? But I still missed I, having that one thing to look for. I think the vignettes <laughs> are probably done at this point. I'm guessing that they're probably going to do more shit like this where they're teasing his return and everything until he shows up. And maybe he shows up in a big moment like that. Um, I just don't want to be against the McMahon because I feel like, once again, he'll get eaten alive. Mm-hmm. You know, And it'll just be there to feed you know one of their egos. So, on this god-awful storyline, I just I, I just want this storyline to be over with. <laughs> I do. It would have been a cool moment. I, I like the way you booked it, but <laughs> like I said, you're not working there, so. Um, but yeah, okay. So, yeah, The Undertaker's back. We don't know why, but I, I feel like part of it's probably just more about him feeling like he's got to, like, leave on a better note than that Goldberg match. You know, it, 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 he did. Maybe. There was how- a rumor out there saying that he needed, like, a makeup for that match. Um, Understandable. To leave the fans with the better last But I still wouldn't be surprised if um, he turns on Roman. And it becomes like uh, Shane is in control of The Undertaker and Drew McIntyre. And it's like a... I guess he's a big fan of Drew though. Hmm. So I could see it leading to like a one-on match. A one-on-one match between him and Drew. You know, as long as it's The Undertaker putting over McIntyre. Which Reigns just refuses to do. Or they refuse to let Reigns do. Um, I'm okay with that, you know, because I think that's a good passing of the torch, you know, hmm. two big guys like that and everything like that. And I think that could really make Drew. Um, as I just long don't as want Drew to get a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I, that was all Goldberg, though. That was, you know, <laughs> that match should have been called off from the get go. Once he ran himself into the fucking pole, that should have been it. But. Let's not talk about the goddamn <laughs> super show anymore. I just keep seeing Goldberg's head hitting the Oh, mat. God, it was horrible. <laughs> it was scary, though. Like, it was yes. like, Jesus fucking Christ. You can't drop a 50-year-old man on his head like that. I don't care how many steroids he's been doing. 
Uh, so, okay, what do we, what do we have next? Uh, well, a match that was a little bit less intense than that one, we had the steel cage match between Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. This is the problem with the WWE right now. There's no point to steel cage matches anymore. No. You know, it, it just doesn't work in this new era, this PG era. And, but they keep on fucking cramming them down our throat. And all that, like for, you know, uh, old wrestling fan like myself, all I can think of is, man, this match needs blood. <laughs> you know? And I'm not that guy. Uh-huh. And I thought the match was okay. Um, I, I guess, like, because the crowd was just dead during this match. But I guess part of the problem was at the um, stadium, they don't have, they didn't have any screens. Oh. So, like, everyone's view was completely obstructed. So they couldn't really see what the fuck was going on during the match. Um, and they don't, I guess WWE doesn't use the Titantron. Like, like, I felt like they used to, like, have the Titantron yeah. on during shows. But I guess they don't do that anymore. So, um, yeah, so no one could really see anything. Because I actually dug the finish of the match. I liked how Kofi fucking launched himself yeah. out of the cage. But it's so hard, like... The only I'm trying to think of a bloodless um, cage match that I really enjoyed. I think the last one I could think of was like Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from like way back when. They fucking like had a great fucking cage match. It was all just psychology. Mm-hmm. Them trying to escape the cage and everything. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> yes. And those are like two of the best wrestlers who've ever laced up their boots. I'm like, that's been a while. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't really think about it though. It's, it's really, I mean... A cage match to me is a blow off to a fucking huge feud. You know, that, that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be fucking nasty. It, it needs to make sense. Otherwise, it's just two guys trying to run out of cage. It's like a stipulation that I don't even care for. You yeah. know, um, it should be brutal. And this was not that, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I feel bad for Dolph, but I don't think he gives a shit. You know, I feel like he's probably done after SmackDown. Yeah. He came out and challenged Kofi again, even though he lost two in a row, um, to get himself into the main event of um, Extreme Rules, which was technically right now just uh, Samojo and Kofi. Um, luckily, he ended up losing. It was uh, two, two out of three falls, because that's what they're fucking doing now. There's been, I think I told you last week, yeah. there was multiple two out of three falls. So I guess the reason is because they don't want wrestling to take place anymore during the commercial breaks. So that's why they're doing all these weird stipulations and all this fucking stopping and starting. So, yes. Now, if you told me, oh, we don't want wrestling taking place during commercial breaks. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I agree. That fucking sucks. You know, you know exactly what's going to happen. Either it's a suicide dive on the outside or it's a fucking rest hole. Um, fine. But then book around that, you know, fucking book the matches yeah. around that. Instead, they're doing all these two out of three fallout matches. So then they have a stopping point in the match where they can reset, go to commercial break and then come back and start the match. So it's like almost their way of doing fucking rounds without doing rounds. Why? There's been like four or five of these matches in the last two weeks, if not more. <sighs> yes, it's horrible. It's horrible. McMahon has it in his back because I guess, I don't know if Fox got in his ear, but like real sports, you know, don't have, you know, like the, the sporting events happen during it, but... the commercials, which, yes, great, but... 
the NFL doesn't like stop play for the commercials. They just insert the commercials when the play stops. So they need to fucking figure out their shit. Because I, I get it. I, I understand what they're trying to do. But they're fucking executing and fucking piss poor. And they need to... Because it makes no sense, you know? Like, you can't... do no, two, And two out of three falls matches are so fucking predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, and here, like, Kofi, I feel like, hadn't been pinned since Wrestle... Like, you know, since before WrestleMania. Well, he ate a pin on SmackDown to keep the match going with Dolph. So I thought that was pretty fucking shitty, you know? Um... Because I'm pretty sure he's been undefeated since the you know, first whole mm. WrestleMania run. Yeah, which is crazy to fucking think. So, um, but anyway. So, yeah. So, Dolph is out of the match so far. And hopefully he's just back on his little comedy tour. And, you know, that's that. You know, just, I think Got just kind check of, and he's left. Yeah, they just plugged him in when they needed him. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, moving on, Christian. Last but not least, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Yes, uh, with the unannounced special guest referee, which was who? Lacey Evans, the Southern Sassy Bill, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he actually called her that, right? Mm-hmm. Cor- Corbin did, right? Yes. Like called her sassy. What the fuck, man? Shut up. <laughs> Her tag, her nickname, or whatever. Is it really sassy? The sassy bell? The sassy southern bell. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I hate her whole fucking gimmick at this point. I'm over (laughs) it. Um, But yeah, so right when that happens, you basically know the whole match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I understand what they're going for. You know, here's a referee that Rollins can't put his hands on. But, like, right away, You've been having all these fucking hints for the last, like, month, uh, you know, with, not even hints. They're telling you that fucking Seth and Becky are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, Becky's feuding with Lacey, um, you know, even though she just beat her, you know, which I was hoping was going to be like, okay, we're done. <laughs> we can move on to someone else. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um we are going to fucking book her as the referee in this match. So we guarantee that we get to see Seth and Becky in the ring together teaming up. And that's what happened at the end. The crowd did pop for Becky coming out and everything like that, but they were still chanting for Becky halfway through the fucking match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were also chanting AEW in the match. I don't know if you caught oh, that. Oh, there was a boring yes. AEW. There was... People just don't want to see Baron Corbin no. anymore. He's not over you know, that's the problem. Like, I've heard people defending him, like, saying, well, he gets booze. It's the wrong kind of booze. It's go-home booze that he's getting. Mm-hmm. He's not getting, oh, I want to see my favorite fucking, you know, face beat up, you know, you know, this heel. It's, it's I, I don't want to see you on my TV screen anymore. Heat is what he has. He has what they used to call X-Pac heat. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, no matter what X-Pac did, you know, at a certain point in the Attitude Era, people would just boo the shit out of him. People were just done with him. Um, it, this is what's happening with Corbin. I love Xbox. I felt like that was unwarranted. But with Corbin, and I, I almost want to say I don't blame you know Corbin because it's it's not his choice to be on screen for fucking like a third of the show every week at this point. Um, but he, it's just not working. He's not over as a heel. Mm-hmm. It's just not working, and they just consistently shove him down our throats. 
Um, you know, and this it's, it's getting to that point with Lacey Evans too. You know, and, and he, I mean, he's been part of some of the lowest rated Raws in history. You know, as like a focal point, like as one of the main characters, as the GM. You know, I don't know why they're not learning. I mean, it just feels like he's just so fucking stubborn at this point. He's gonna try to get him over no matter. It's just not working. It's almost like the reverse, like, Cena-Roman thing. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, turn him face, please, so we don't have to see him anymore. Um, but, yeah, no, I just hate everything. I hate his fucking stupid vest. I hate his stupid slacks. <coughs> I hate everything about him yes. at this point. And it's not his fault. That's what kills me. Um, you know, and now, you know, after the whole fucking, you know, you know Seth goes over with Becky's help, we're going to have a fucking mixed tag match for both of those titles. So you're going to waste both of those titles on this shit fucking match at Extreme Rules. What the fuck? And is that the main event? That's probably, probably the main Oh, event. that's absolutely the main event. God damn. And they didn't even, like, try to, like, draw it out, draw up the setup. You know, they announced it right away on Raw. You know, they had one little interaction, and they're like, oh, this is happening at Extreme Rules. So now we got to deal with fucking three weeks. They could have fucking built it a little, you know, mm-hmm. try to make people give a shit about it. No, they didn't do that at all. You know, there's no reason why anyone should believe at this point that Corbin and Lacey Evans are going to win. They've lost two to three matches in a row to each of these guys. What the fuck? You know, unless like McMahon is literally just trying to sabotage his own company. <laughs> there's no way he's putting the belts on them. So I, I just, and maybe that's what he's doing. You know, I don't know, but it it just makes no fucking sense. Well, you think he's terminal and it, like he's like, <laughs> just hiding it for everyone? If I can't have it, nobody can. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, what was it like when he introduced the NWO to the WWE? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, no, he's trying to poison his own company. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, no. So and. Uh, We'll, and we'll talk more about all the fucking, you know, big events that happened today, you know, actually with our next episode. We'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, so hopefully they've, you know, seen the light. You know, Raw and SmackDown had awful houses. Like, they drew nothing. Yeah, I mean, the pay-per-view drew nothing. But, like, there was hardly anyone in the arena for both of those shows. So, I mean, maybe that was, you know, enough to open their eyes there's some big changes ahead for the turn of shit around god damn it i just don't know if that's the way to go but we'll get there um but yeah so yeah this pretty much ruined the whole fucking pay-per-view for me because honestly up to this point everything was all right you know like it, it was it was better than i thought it was going to be so um but yeah this was just such a fucking awfully booked main event that it just it really just killed everything so, um, if you were going to rate it out of five stars, Christian, what would you give it? Two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to have to say like two and a half, three, you know, which is unfortunate because I felt like there was a lot of good matches on here. But yeah, that main event mm-hmm. just killed everything. <laughs> <laughs> just killed everything. I'm going to say two and a half, too. Vince like sending people home happy. My God. I mean... Do you think like he got some kind of like report like saying, oh, this is what people are into. They really like relationship shit on your show. Because they stayed away from like Nikki and John being a thing until like that last year. You know, they were a thing for a long time, right? Yeah. 
and they just never like and I felt like like that like you rarely ever see like you know relationships like unless they're married like really exploited mm-hmm. you know for you know for the actual like, there's probably just they're the two hottest commodities on the show but this they're is both cool. I feel like this is this isn't helping either no but you would think I mean on paper it sounds like hey this is the most popular people put them together there you go yeah, I guess. But I feel like Becky's out of character now. They're, they have, like, as a couple, they have no chemistry whatsoever in the ring. Mm-hmm. It felt so awkward to watch them together. Like, it felt like they were, like, two, like, really bad actors, like, trying to pretend that they were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just was weird. It was like, are you guys sure you're dating? <laughs> so, uh, I was like, did they break up secretly and they're just continuing well, that's the what's like, I So, we, we had Seth this week going on a fucking tirade on Twitter mm-hmm. um, you know talking about how WWE has the best wrestlers in the world which right away when I saw that tweet I was like oh no he's gonna get it and sure enough everyone fucking you know started to like blast him Osprey came up and said well I'm still alive and like you know I don't, did Kenny get involved in that or was something no, else Kenny okay. responded to them putting their date on the same day as fight for the, the counter booking yes. right yes so, but it was just he deleted that. It's too. just the evolve event, right? Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit about evolve. No one's gonna watch that. I know they, they got are Riddle versus who? It's Riddle for the cruiserweight championship or something. Oh, uh, but they um Adam Cole's gonna be there as well. Adam Cole, okay, but it's they're I loading go, it at y- least. Yeah, they're trying, I guess. But <laughs> still, yeah, it's kind of shitty. But that's WWE. Um, he he needs to get used to that because it's gonna happen a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, fucking Seth. Like I, he was not doing himself any favors. Then he had this interview on like sport. I think one of Sports, Sports Illustrated, yeah. like podcast or something like that. And he just came off as a huge prick. Like just everything he was saying, just really smug. Uh, just really kind of like I don't know. I don't know shitting all over Ambrose. It felt like you know for coming out and you know talking like out of turn almost it sounded like mm. the way like Seth was putting about the company um you know it just if I, like I didn't know Seth was such a rah-rah you know drink the Kool-Aid kind of guy me neither but it happens with a lot of guys who wear the title you know they kind of like take on this like locker room like leader you know role um, so I don't know if he was just trying to rally the troops or everything like that, but then this interview went to like the next level where I was like, is this a work? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to turn heel during this podcast? Cause I mean, I feel like you're turning heel right now. Cause the, just all the shit he was talking and everything like that, like no one can do it. Like what we do, you know? And then like he said, he made a comment about like staying the condition that we're in. You know, kind of like talking shit about like indie wrestlers. Like Even what in. Moxley said didn't <coughs> feel that insulting towards like the company in general. It was just mostly no, and his he, experience. He did say that you know he had some great experience and great opportunities with the company and everything like that. I mean, he mentioned like he met his wife there, and like, mm-hmm. you know, which Seth does mention, but at the same time, you know, he seemed like he was shitting on him for it. And it was like, okay, you can share your friends. I, it just mm-hmm. felt bizarre. It felt really weird and everything. But, I mean, Seth, I've seen him in interviews before. He can be a little prickly, you know? I just didn't expect, like, this. Like, I was like, this isn't helping you. This isn't helping the company at all. Um, it was just weird. But it, during that interview, he mentioned that him and Becky had only been dating since February. 
So it's relatively new. Yes. So to be thrown in this, like, you know, circus, if you will, and have to actually have a relationship where they're exploiting, you know, much must be really awkward. Because mm-hmm. there's only a couple months old. They're just getting to know each other. So, I mean, I just, I mean, it, it was very, very, I don't know, awkward, you know, watching them in the rain. They, like, just no chemistry whatsoever. No. Um, but, yeah. So, but this is what we're going to deal with for the next couple months, at least, it feels like. <sighs> you know, I just don't know what the payoff is. Oh, there is none for that. Right? There's no real payoff. It's just whatever they're planning for SummerSlam. is. You know, unless they really want, like, unless maybe Seth is turning heel. You know, he does something to, like, you know, piss her off. But even then, you know, you're not going to have a mixed, ta- like, a mixed match. Seth isn't going heel until after he deals with Brock again. You think so? You think it ends up Brock taking the belts off of him? I, I can't. Because a lot of people still are like, it's going to be a surprise on Fox. And he's going to um, take out That's Kofi. That's start, you know, their run on Fox. Mm-hmm. Do you think he... Yeah, see, I feel like Kofi's more at risk at this point. I do think that's a good, like, that's a good ploy. Because I feel like Fox move. is going to want Brock. Because they want those athletes. You know, and they want to go that, like, more, like, sport it's fucking Brock versus Roman. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's, I feel like that's why Roman's over there. Uh... That he's your biggest name. So. When does when does AEW starting in October? Yeah, October, right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be relief coming, <sighs> you know. Uh, but yeah, no, it it does definitely feel like to me like you know Brock's gonna end up attacking Kofi. Mm-hmm. That's how he's gonna end up losing that belt. Um, you know, which is unfortunate because I'd much rather have Samoa Joe, someone like Samoa Joe to. I just I don't know. who's going up but, against Rollins on Raw. Who I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is this, like, going to be, like... And it, right now, the brand split doesn't even fucking matter anymore. They don't even mention the wild card. Mm-hmm. They're just all over the place. And it's multiple wrestlers. They're not counting or anything like that. So, I feel like... I don't know. That's the only way I could book it, where, like, he does something dastardly and, like, turns on her somehow. You know? But then, even then, there's going to be no real fucking... You know, they're going to have an intergender match. No. You know? So, it's just, it's, there's no hindsight to this booking right now. It's just like jumping onto whatever is hottest and just trying to ride the wave. Which is not, you don't think they know Baron Corbin all the way to SummerSlam, do you? Like actually have another match with Kim and fucking Rollins? Yeah. They better not. No, I mean, they're going to, they're going to deal with another (laughs) low house. That's going to be the fucking, I don't care how much of a, you know, spectacle they try to make SummerSlam. Nobody's going to want to see that shit. I wish I didn't love wrestling so fucking much, Christian. I really do, because I'd stop watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> you gotta be like me, man. Pay-per-views only. <laughs> and if you Then we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> we have plenty of other things to that, talk about. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, I'm a sucker. I love this shit. I don't know why, but I do. All right. Let's finish this shit. Yes. Uh, before we go, you definitely got to check out dramacityproductions.com. We got plenty of other shows for you to check out there. If you need more content, that's the website to head over to. But beyond that, um, you can check us out on every single platform that there is. All your favorite platforms. Make sure you go ahead and uh, hit subscribe, rate and review. You know the deal. We live off that yes. shit. 
Um, we want to hear your feedback, especially if it's five stars. Um, but yeah, down. Don't do it right now. I mean, if you're on an app and you're finding us for the first time, this is your first episode. And if you made it this far. Exactly. Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you could also check us out on our favorite app. Podcoin. That's right. So uh, Podcoin is an app that actually pays you to listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, and you get, what do they call it? Coins? Like yes, virtual coins, coins or yeah. something like that? You get coins that actually can go towards awesome things like gift cards to Target, um, Amazon, tons of great fucking places. And then if you're a good person, you can go ahead and give that those coins to charity also. And Damon, since we're such nice guys, we're going to give them an advance. Head over to PodCoin, use that code NerdShow, you get 300 coins. Boom. You're welcome. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Christian, uh, where can they check out this awesome music they're hearing right now? Well, they can head over to SoundCloud and check out DJ Brebner. That's right. Uh, DJ Greg Brebner is also on Instagram. Go ahead and give him a follow. And on SoundCloud, he's got tons of free music you can download right now. So. Yes. Um, and then if you liked the music at the top of the show, where can you hear that? Uh, that's Them Guilty Aces. You can find them online. You can find them on YouTube, you um, them iTunes. iTunes. That's right. Uh, they've got some awesome albums up there. Um, they're a local Chicago rockabilly band. Uh, if you're in the area, go ahead and check out a show. They pretty much play one every weekend. So multiple, actually. So just a great band and a great group of guys. Yes. Um, and if you need some new clothes, you need some new merch in general. And you want to support the fucking show. Exactly. Come <laughs> check us out. We're on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, we got two shirts up there at the moment. Yes. Definitely more definitely coming down the road. That's right. So go ahead and get your nerd swag on. Yes. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Next week is going to be a shorter episode. We're going to actually record it today. I'm, I'm opening the veil, Damon. That's right. I'm, I'm letting them know because I'm not going to be here. We're double dipping. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, if you think we sound tired now, <laughs> just wait till next episode. We'll be talking uh, Annabelle yes. uh, comes home, right? Yeah, that's the full title. Right? Okay, I'm tired, man. <laughs> Great. Two uh, for two. <laughs> And Jessica Jones and some comics. So, uh, my name's Christian. And my name's David. And that's the Amazing Nerd Show. And I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature surviving in the wilderness full grown by now stalking stealing what he needs living off wild animals and vegetation some folks claim they've even seen him right in this area the girl who survived that night at Camp Blood that Friday the 13th she saw she disappeared two months later vanished blood was everywhere no one knows what happened to her legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night and that he took his revenge 
revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know, we're the first to return here. Five years. Five long years he's been dormant. And he's hungry. Jason's out there. 